you were saying that you the reason why you picked online coaching to talk about today oh well yeah like some of it is that there is legitimate confusion in what online coaching is so like some people think that when they're going to online coach with us that it is virtual coaching yeah um where they're going to get on a video call with us and be coaching with us live yeah no so we do offer that and that is called virtual coaching but it's as a kind of backup for like not being able to make it to a semi-private or private session mm-hmm. um, versus what online coaching is right and so online coaching is more you have a program that hi- has been designed for you that you're able to do in your own time um, at, with whatever equipment you have available to you we just need to know what that is so that then we can program for it, right? Um, what do you think are like some of the top benefits of online training um, just in general? Um, I mean, it's clearly more convenient. Right? Yeah. You could train somebody out of New York yep. and we're here in Seattle and that makes a lot more sense than somebody being here in person if that was where they found us from or you had worked with them here in the past or somewhere else and now they're going virtual yep. or online. So um, that's probably like the biggest benefit is this convenience it's cheaper right you you know and for sure yeah especially for like the amount of sessions that you're getting and coaching you're getting for each session yeah because we video like if you're sending over video you're getting everything assessed Mm -hmm. versus like if you paid for coaching for one session you're getting those movements assessed yeah but like if you have other workouts that week you might not be getting those assessed if you don't have a coach with you during those times versus online you do yeah, and so it's, and that it also you know comes down to understanding how that person moves in space, and it, it does help that you've worked with them in the past in person. You kind of have an idea, so those assumptions that we had that you jotted down when you yep. sent me those notes. The probably other benefit too is that, uh, like, there's probably more variety in where they go, depending on depending if they travel a lot more. Like, they get to experience other equipments, or we get to maybe mm-hmm. um, play with a different modalities of exercise yep. versus like being here or being at one spot maybe you know you're limited by some sort of limited variety maybe yeah you get real comfortable in the spaces that you do go to regularly yeah but um yeah you are limited to that set of equipment yeah um which our goal is to give you the most broad base of understanding in terms of in terms of tools and implements so that no matter what space you are in Mm-hmm. You can get the most out of it. Exactly. Versus if you like, if I was, I had written a post about this not too long ago, but if you took two people and one person had access to like all this designer, like high level equipment, like let's say everything was prime. Yeah. And they, they know how to use that stuff, but then they get thrown into like a CrossFit gym. It's like, they don't know how to do anything. Yeah. They might have some strength built up, but like being able to coordinate that movement devoid of the machine because the def- the machine was making it so that you had to do the movement in its designed path. Right, that constraint. Right. Uh, and, it, it, you know, it really comes down, it's individual based on that person's experience. I mean, maybe they'll be fine, you know. Uh, and depending on what their goals are, maybe they'll be fine doing just dumbbells for the week and we can get them in certain positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, y- you can't, I can't say that. Even then, is, like, they'll, they'll likely be, they'll likely be fine with free weights it's like in what range of motion yeah right and like knowing when to stop them and 
Yeah. That's why we would, for online, want to have like some sort of video feedback. The, um, the one thing that I think most coaches like don't even in, in person, like you can only see so much in our like four dimensional, like movement, um, and being able to watch, you can only watch so much at once. Mm-hmm. And so they're not filming the video. They're not videoing somebody and watching from different sides. No. So even when I've watched people back, um, like I have clients that are here that I do video feedback. Yeah. And then I watch the set. We go back and we watch video. We can go and scrub to a certain point in the video and see like, oh, what was happening at this point? Like yeah. what's how it's breaking down, which I think is like an up, like is is a positive in the direction of online coaching if you actually film your sets because like some online clients don't they don't feel comfortable doing it which is fine and when i said making assumptions surrounding movement i think that there are um there are some general movement assumptions that you can make like lots of people when they do fail like certain movements like upper body stuff they tend to move more into internal ro- rotation and elevation of the shoulders. Um, or they're, um, if they're squatting, they tend to anteriorly rotate the pelvis, um, have the core a bit disengaged. So like knowing some of those things, I might be like, if they're like, oh, I'm experiencing this, I can work up or down screen- stream yep. for a correction versus like if you had no idea, like if you had if you didn't train people in person and you didn't know that's how people broke down yeah. and you gave them like a squat mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, like I'm getting this pinching on the front side of my hips. And they're like, oh, you should stretch your hip flexors. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that might be where it's, pin- maybe where it feels like it's pinching, yeah. but that's not why. Like the compensation of another area. Yep. And, uh, you know, and sometimes too, like somebody doing a split squat here, we can see that maybe they don't have really great foot pressure. Yeah. Right? They don't know. They, their foot rolls out. They wonder why. They're moving on to structure. Yeah, exactly. They're shifting to their hip and they wonder why maybe like they're getting like this tightness right here over the hip. And we can, we know that, okay, let's create more inside foot pressure, right? Or even foot pressure against, you know, mm-hmm. the first and fifth meth head, the the mid and forefoot yep. uh, and the heel. Uh, and then if you do get recordings, great. And you can see that a bit more. Yeah. You can watch for that. I think, Tell me, tell me what you do, what you do when you get angles from your clients. I think 80% of the time I get sagittal view. Uh, I feel like I can see most of what I need to see. If I feel like something's off or maybe we, we can't see something that we need to understand, then I'll have them face me or, um, they'll be at a slightly different angle. We talked about multiple angles that would be beneficial for video recording. For sure. For sure. I think generally a safe space to be a lot of times is like at this 45 almost like Mm -hmm. 70 degree angle so you're not completely to the side of them yep because if you move the if you if you watch something and you're only on the side of them yeah you miss everything through the frontal plane exactly right so i want to be able to see some of that and frontal frontal plane for those of you that aren't sure or don't know what that is is basically if you were if you were standing and we were facing each other like it would be you lifting your arms off your side or taking a step to your left or to your right or lifting your leg up to your left or your right, your arms, legs, like up to your left or right, that direction. So off to your sides. 
yeah. versus forward and backward. Sagittal would be forward and backward. Frontal is kind of like up and down from the sides. Yeah. And then last uh, would be um, uh, ro- rotation or the transverse plane. And these also can be referred to as X, Y, and Z, but... Yeah, you can think of it like cartwheel versus yeah. like somersault. Yep, and for sure. it's rotating. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, even as a coach, I send footage to my own, my own coach myself and I give him multiple sets. I give him multiple angles. Yep. He may I mean, want to no, see it. That's all, they're all different inputs, right? So even you might collect a different set of information from your first set mm-hmm. versus later. So it's like, okay, maybe it did look great on the first set. Yeah. You can say like, okay, don't send any more videos because you saw a great first set. But then as somebody fatigues, what yeah. happens, right? And so then it, it's good to get feedback. If you're not well-trained, it's best to send more so we can get more information so we have more context around the decisions that we're making because us as coaches we can make certain assumptions about what might be happening in training but only so much right and so the more information that we have and the more context we provide the more the information that we give you actually makes a difference in your your experience yeah i mean just two days ago i sent two different sets of that 45 it's kind of 70 degree angle of my my flat bench press yep and i knew i needed to tuck my elbows more i knew i needed to get my wrist a bit more straight and my hand pressure a little bit more even but even then baxter of course he's like yeah your right side is like tilting in towards you yeah uh so fix that guy work on that and uh you don't see it right away because there's so much going on yeah he knows what to look for and just like every other coach does and you start to send the more you send the more you have the opportunity to find what's what's starting to break down Absolutely. Um, so, and then there was like, there are certain things that, um, I had mentioned, um, in terms of like with, with, with beginners and the, a lot of people don't want to train beginners online because I feel like it feels like there's so much information that you have to deliver in order for somebody to execute something properly. So, um, I've gone as far as now with my online coaching, I have the sets, the reps, the tempo, the rest period, the target muscles, the intent. So like some people will put all of these things, put the loads and constraints in place, but not tell somebody what the intent of the exercise is. Um, Minus like, oh yeah, you're working your quads and we're going to hold it ipsilateral. It's like, okay, well, why? And it's like, okay, well, we want to make it so that when you get to the top of this movement, that we can get a shift away from that hip into the frontal, like in the frontal plane, mm-hmm. so that we can get that glute med targeted at the top. Versus if I put glute med at the target and you don't know when. So it's just you have to provide so much more context to somebody who doesn't know what they're looking for or just in general. Cause like, I mean, how many times have you, I mean, without maybe other coaches that you've worked with, been like, what am I supposed to do here? Or like, what was what was the target here minus like i know it's a chest press and i should be feeling my chest what are what are the added benefits to doing it this way as opposed to just on its like regular or on its own yeah perfect. like i've gotten what three blocks now and and there's there's times too where i've gotten a new exercise and i can i feel it's almost exactly the same exercise as before different name yeah right so what changed why am I now this position? And I send footage. And I'm like, I'm waiting for some type of feedback. Am I doing yeah. it wrong? Is this okay? Don't hear anything. Okay. I'm going to assume it's right. 
you know, but again, what's the, what's the point behind this? And I'll get more specific and ask, um, which again, I think is a good point to, to be clear in communication because if things become stale, cause it's just, or monotone because, okay, great. I do the exercises, maybe I'll get stronger with them. Um, but like, is this really going to get me a bigger chest? Is this going to be able to help me get stronger in certain areas? Mm. What's my intent? Right. right. So if the intent is just to send it versus if it's like, oh, I'd actually like, yeah, we want, we want this movement to get stronger. Right. We want to be able to improve our control over this movement, but it's also like, oh, we want to try to get a bit, bit of co-contraction with your serratus when we're going into your lap pull down so that we can get some overhead stability. We're just teaching you that in various positions. If you don't know to look for that, it's very easy to just do the lap pull down and just like fucking start cranking away. Yeah. And it's not necessarily guaranteed to happen as a byproduct. So like having that intent gives people something to look for versus like just being like, here's the exercise, here's a video and go do it. Yeah. And you could be in a position, let's say we're training the chest. I'm going to put you on the floor because I want you in a constraint. Yes, mm-hmm. we're training the pack, but you start to break down at deeper stretches. Mm-hmm. So I need to put you on the floor. Right. When you have that control, great. That's why now we're going to a bench because you have the room to move in that space. You also have the control. Right. That's why we're doing this. Right. As much like under, Yeah. Yeah. Like understanding that at lengthened and shortened end ranges, you're going to have a um, larger demand for stability at the proximal joint structure. So like for your shoulder, how well are you able to control the scaps as we get into that position? That's likely going to be that main hub for stability that we're going to want to kind of control. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then yeah, having a constraint in place can help. But also knowing what you need to do, even though I'm on the floor, like sure, net, it's more safe. But if somebody's on the floor and still manage to like cram their shoulders up into their ears, Mm -hmm. That's not a good press. Yeah. Know how to move your shoulder blades down. Know how to move them around the rib cage. Mm-hmm. Know where to keep tension on the pec, right? We had that conversation. I don't know how long ago this was. Don't bring your dumbbells too close over your chest press. Otherwise, tension will drop off the pec. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had one point. I forgot it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so yeah, I think, I thought, I thought I saw something the other day where it's like coaching, like you don't want to overfeed an exercise, of course, but like giving constraints sometimes can be better than certain coaching cues if for sure. you're not going to get them in a certain space because of that um for sure absolutely and yeah. and it like yeah. just like like okay so intent with an exercise and over coaching can be a problem mm-hmm. right so like somebody can like you have so many things that you might want to be fixing with somebody chances are that they might be so far from removed from understanding that general movement pattern that they actually need to like be doing like positional isometrics instead of like, oh, this dumbbell floor press feels hard to just get in that position. Maybe we need to get you into like a TRX row Mm -hmm. and just hold the top so you can learn what it's like to get your shoulders in the right position and hold it there. Yeah. Um, And that's just like part of it. And I'm not saying don't press, but maybe it's then the opposite. Maybe it's get them in a push-up hold or maybe get them somewhere where they're in that deeper range, maybe not full range, but, and then you can pair that with yeah, uh, floor press. I so it's it. like, boom, I know how to control my scap in this one very like controlled position. Yep. Boom. I now know how to execute that in a more dynamic setting. Yeah. Often I will pair a, an ISO high row with a flat dumbbell press 
Yep. And I'll pair them back to back, not as a superset, but they will carry over well. Yep. And they will know how to move through this gap much more efficiently. And it's just in my head, I call that like violining. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Talk, yeah. You're out on one end, and you pull back on that same note. <laughs> yeah. You move the same. You just you just the the demands of creating or producing force is now at a different part of the movement. Exactly. Of resistant yeah. codes. Yeah. And like, un, yeah, understanding one helps you to do better in the other, mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't think a lot of people like really understand. I, I've now with, uh, with dumbbell presses, I've been getting more people to be like, Hey, actually think about this as a back exercise on the way down. So I don't yeah. want you to just let the weights down and try to be resisting it with your shoulders yeah. and your chest. Like, cause a lot of times like those traps come up and they're just like, they're resisting it from coming down. They're like, no. Yeah. I like <laughs> right? to point out the bony site on yep. the shoulders. Like, see how this kind of like falls this way. Yep. Tips That's because in. you're, you're doing, you're saying hello. Yeah. <laughs> trying to hold your phone while you're making a phone call with your shoulder. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like that. Does, and, and when you show somebody that they're like, oh, that doesn't look like it should be taking on load i'm like yeah it looks like you're gonna kind of rip it off right yeah yeah so like let's pull it back so um that's that's i think probably like 101 pressing stuff and it's the same thing like as somebody goes through like a like a landmine shoulder like literally anything that's involving pressing the first thing shoulders want to do is like try to get that trap up because it feels like it's gonna move it closer to where i want to go because um i feel like the focus early on for people is like where are these things moving in space? Cause that is part of what's going on. It's like, where are these dumbbells? And that's a lot of where the breakdown is, is where are these dumbbells? So like when people go for the RDL, they're bending over and just getting the dumbbells further down, not necessarily getting a greater stretch on their hamstrings. They're not getting their pelvis to rotate, um, uh, forward more or into greater flexion degrees of flexion, but they're just like dumbbell down, stand back up, yeah. dumbbell down, stand back up. And it's like you went from maybe targeting the hamstrings and glutes to really getting your uh, erectors and QLs to do a lot more work. Yeah. And then they're like, they get up and they're like, my back is toast. And it's like, well, shouldn't be, but um, here's how we digest. And so same thing with like shoulder pressing or chest pressing. It's like a lot of people, they're resisting through those shoulders. It's coming down and then the hands go wherever they may, where they kind of feel strong and then they push from there. Um, which is why having constraints in place to help them better understand those positions are great. And when you do have access to machines, it can put them in a, a, a more appropriate trajectory, but the mistakes can be mis- made on machines, yep. right? Obviously, like everybody's seen gym fails. I don't know the, the Instagram or YouTube or whatever you heard yeah. of gym fails. Yeah. Or is it gym fuckery or something? Yeah. Same. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> thing, like that, that yeah. thing. Um, but like you see people doing weird stuff on machines all the time. So it's not, yeah. even if you get in and you still have to set up the seat at the right height and you still have to get things right. So knowing how to do that, um, is a challenge in and of itself for somebody who's never been to the gym b- before. Yeah. That's so, it. so even just going there and taking the time to be like, Hey, like, I don't know how to even do this. That person in an online coaching setting is like, just, just sending that person a program is likely not the move. Um, it like, and with personal training, it would likely be the same, right? We teach that person how to set up the, we wouldn't go straight into being like, all right, now here's how you perfectly execute a Romanian deadlift. It'd be like, oh, like here's actually how we set up the seat for 
the leg press and teaching them all of the little nuances so they have greater understanding that when they are on their own, they know how to do that. Yeah. You can do that in the online coaching space, but so many people just want to jump into, oh, like, let's get these, like, let's, let's get that 90 day transformation, right? Like, I think that's what's happened to online coaching instead of just taking the coaching experience and moving it online. Yeah. And uh, a good example is, so when I did that talk for the pool company, uh, you know, I got, I got to work with Donna. And so I'm sorry, not Donna, Sherry. I got to work with Sherry and she's in Eastern Washington. This, this, this gal is 120 miles away from here. She had never done any type of personal training before or online coaching. And she was nervous. She was nervous about recording herself and, and, and going through a mobile app. She uses train heroic and she's doing great. And she, she did do the first like four sessions with me virtually. And we just did a line. We know I, I made sure she understood the baseline of like how things moved, where she would compensate the most, like things of like the first joint that typically moves in a squat, you know, it's going to be the one that moves the most is that your hip or your knee for hurts your knee. Great. You don't have control of your center of mass. Let's give you a TRX. I had her buy one hungry. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I had her buy one and I had her buy some weights. And now she just last week, she just bought the double amount of weights mm. because she's like, she's getting jacked. <laughs> she's getting strong. And she's like, does this mean we have to buy more weights? I'm like, yes, that's my hidden fees. Right. My hidden fees now are, are right, people right. buying new, new equipment. I mean, good problem to have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, her range of motion, her abilities are like just squat in general is so much better. It's likely changed her life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, that's great. So that's a good example. Like, just because you're a beginner doesn't mean it doesn't work for you. It's yeah. just you have to got to find the right coach. Yep. You have to be open to learning. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be nervous. It's totally fine. Right. And like, I think that, I think that the, a lot of people who hire a coach online, um, they might in their mind, like, be like, oh, this is like a, this is expensive or whatever. Again, it's like you're getting a lot of coaching for the, the money that you're spending. You're, get, you're getting a tremendous amount of coaching. Yeah. For the money that you're spending. And then they're like, well, like maybe like I'll learn all of this like really quick. And it's like, I mean, I've had those. I, you might be a very fast learner and this might be based on your previous experience. Like if we're going from one step just to getting you a little bit more great. Um, chances are more often than not, like you have, you yourself have a coach. You're probably completely capable of programming for yourself. Sure. Right. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of details that go into programming effectively. And, um, to think that I'm going to stop, take the time, you know, every so often to do that for myself, you can do that, right? Like if you're like, Oh, okay. I like, I don't want to have the added expense of having a coach. You should be learning from that coach constantly. I think when you're no longer learning from that coach, sure like maybe you you stop coaching i think then if your level of interest stops there then you're you're free to stop coaching altogether but let's say there are there are coaches that could take you to another level yeah and you're still interested in learning more i think that you should then continue to pursue coaching but maybe just at a higher level for sure and i I hope that i'm in a way as much as i get as I, much as I learn and as I get older, like I don't ever really want to be the smartest person in the room. Right. I just don't. I, 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 there has to be something else I can know. Um, and then you, you forget things evolving away. Things become less, you know, more redundant because you find other methods that are, that work better. But again, everything kind of 
you kind of shove it in your back pocket. That and it's like there's just so many rabbit holes to jump down. Oh gosh, I mean, just research alone. If we start to look at things and be at a deeper level and how they're you know um, applicable, it's just it's like it's like going on a rant just <laughs> silently in your brain as you're yeah. looking for things. Um, and you're it sounded like you're getting to uh, a point of like accountability for the client and so if they don't understand where accountability for them is best suited for in person or online it can be a struggle because and again like you know Sherry at first she had no idea she wasn't sure and we you know we we took it slow and we understood where she needed to learn the the um first and, and she carried on with it but if you're going into an online setting and you have no experience with the coach whatsoever or just hire a really bad coach uh which there are there, yeah, which there are there's a there's more than than i would like to there's unfortunately there's more than, than there are good coaches uh but um you have to be able to understand where your accountability is how much help do you need how do you learn make sure that person that coach you're hiring understands that too right and if you're not getting stronger if you're not progressing in some way towards your goal then what are you doing yeah so i think like i had one I had somebody just recently and they weren't coming to me for nutrition coaching, but they had a nutrition coach and like some of the stuff they were saying was just like right out the gate was like, what? <laughs> um, and I was like, you're still paying this person money. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm not trying to slam them, but I'm legitimately like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. So they're like, you, what well, we're going to have you do, um, you want to lose some, you want to lose weight. What we're going to do, you're going to eat mostly meat and veggies, which if we want to lose weight would work. <laughs> now, is it the most effective? Like, here's the thing. Um, it works not because it's the best strategy, but just because it like work. It'd be like, it, it'd be like getting in your car and being like, you know what? I want to, I want to go across the country. That's going to burn off gas, right? Like, yeah, I mean, of course. Right. Uh, but instead of taking off, I'm just going to empty the fucking gas tank. It's like, yeah, the car is lighter, but it'll look exactly the same. Yeah. So it's like, you didn't do anything that was actually effective in terms of like creating a net positive body composition change. Right. You like dehydrate the, the system and you make it more likely for you to potentially lose muscle mass. So, um, so they're like only meat and veggies basically and, uh, stop strength training. Because strength training makes you, because, because strength training makes you hungry. Not, 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 not eating. Do you have a name for this person? I just want to talk to them. That's what I was like. I was like, dude, can I get this guy's name? Yes. <laughs> like in this phone number, guy or girl's address, name. Yeah. Email. Um, no. So it was just kind of like, I was like, dude, um, not the move. Um, yeah. And they feel like a lot of times you'll see, uh, certain diets or certain constraints and they put you in it and it's kind of like guessing like oh maybe maybe you know i'll have less calories maybe i'll get into a calorie deficit yeah maybe i'll lose weight you have no idea how you got there right because you don't look at the principles behind nutritional science like it's just yeah it's great you, there's a million and one methods out there but if you ignore those principles you're, you're fucked yeah if you don't understand yeah if you don't understand them you never figure out what, what caused yeah what, what what tipped the first domino exactly or how to recreate it mm -hmm. you'll be stuck going back to that same thing and 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 it net didn't produce the result you wanted um 
in the long in the long run because you're trying to get your body to still be able to use as much fuel as it can while still being able to create that net energy balance. Mm-hmm. Not so much so that you're lethargic and tired and your performance drops in the gym because that would mean that performance dropping, we're not stimulating tissue the same way we were before. Yeah. So if we're having drops in performance, we can likely say that that's not going to do well to help with body composition change. Now, there might be some drops in performance, especially if you get like really lean, but that's like at the very end. I think throughout your cut, it shouldn't be like, or diet or fat loss phase or whatever. It shouldn't be like, I'm just getting weaker and weaker and more tired and more tired the whole way through. That, yeah. that shouldn't be happening. If you're, if you're getting to the point where like you're going to step on stage, like you're not there to to make gains or you're not there yeah. to increase your strength. You're there to get a pump and look good on stage. Yeah. You're there to look good on your photo shoot. Yeah. Uh, there's so many, and there's so many diets out there, fat diets, whatever you use, calculators, that put you at such an aggressive yeah. deficit. Yeah. Uh, or even a surplus is just, it's just, it's too large. It's unnecessarily large for no reason. And, you know, people tend to uh, overestimate their activity levels. They underestimate just sometimes they don't understand how many calories are in you know fat versus carbs you know how ethanol plays into that alcohol and these things we have to pay attention to right because then six months passes and you're like why am i not why am i not even close to where i wanted to be right what happened right so it's unfortunate right so i think a key part of the online coaching experience is continuing to be educated so like if you just came for an online coaching program or just to get a program you should go buy a template um because those are going to be a lot cheaper yeah the whole thing about online coaching is you want to learn uh, you are having a custom tailored training experience but it's not just okay yeah we did your assessment and yeah these exercises work well with your skill level based on where you're at right now and you're just going to keep you know, running this and I'll adjust it and run it and adjust it again. Like you want to know like what happened, like in the, and the more that you know about that process, the more it's going to actually aid you in the long run because your execution of the movements improves and then your ability to know like, Oh, what's happening or, or troubleshoot issues you happens faster. Yeah. And then you don't necessarily need to go to coach right away. You're like, Hey, I, I noticed this. And based on what we did in the past, like I made this adjust. I made this adjustment and um, I think it worked, right? And then coach is like, oh yeah, that makes sense based on this, that, and the third. Yeah. And so, whereas if you didn't have that and it's like, oh, like I didn't know what to do so I just stopped working out that day or like I just stopped doing the thing and then they message you later and they're like, I just, you know, I did nothing. Yeah. I think it'd be a good time to, to, you know, should we talk about how we do with Key Jackins? Sure. How we keep people, okay. So, you kind of know how I do things. Why don't we go over yours? I like to know your your check-in process. My process for check-ins, um, it starts with a Google form. Yep. So like the f- there's a series of questions basically like how the week went, like how adherent were you to your diet? How it, uh, how, and it's not that they have a specific diet that they're following, but um, based on like the, the, um, Constraints that we put in place, be it um, how we're monitoring food intake, whether it's consistency in the foods that we're eating and portions, uh, or it's macros, 
um, any like palm size portion, something like that. I want to know how adherent you were to those principles. And then how frequently did you attend your training? What were your energy levels? Um, any deviations? What was, uh, what was, uh, like your GI or your digestive, uh, system? Like what was the response there with any bloating, any stuff like that? Um, I like to know all of that. So I'll have a series of questions there. And based on what I'm getting back, it's like, oh, dude had turkey that upset his stomach. And then he also noticed that week his motivation to train was down because his energy levels were low. And it's like these all kind of feed into each other. And knowing that that's probably all interlinked and being like, dude, like, yeah, it makes sense that you'd have lower energy levels based on this gastric distress, which would affect your motivation to train. Like, so it all makes sense. It's not like you're falling out of love with exercise. You just had some bad turkey and it's ruining your life. So like knowing that can also get people to be like, oh yeah. And then like get back on track the next week. It helps them to stay consistent. Um, I, I have the official check-in, right? But I'm always communicating with my clients. So like if they're sending me videos or they're asking me questions and it's like, should I be taking this supplement or should I be doing, um, should I be doing this exercise? Or I saw this thing on the internet, like people share memes with me all the time. And I'm like, or they are like reels they saw and they're like, what do you think of this? It's like a lot of the times I feel like people do it just to poke the bear, you know? Yeah. Like they'll send it to me and I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love it. No, when they send it to you and they just put nothing else except thoughts. Yeah, right. <laughs> thoughts about what? Right. Yeah. What's being said in the video? Spend all day responding to videos that I send to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's Gosh. basically how it goes. But um, this is our life. Uh, no, for real. Yeah. What are you getting me started? That's so like, uh, like, so I do have that official check-in. Um, and then I do like a loom recording. So I'll send that back to them based on what I saw. Um, if we're tracking anything like their weights, I'm like letting them know the averages. I'm, I'm looking at any deviations, uh, to two things and how we're doing. And like, it can help answer questions that might've been popping up for them that they maybe didn't, um, vocalize. Um, it, it can start new conversations. Whereas like, what what is happening on a day to day doesn't necessarily guarantee inspire new thought, which is like they just want to know the answer to like this thing that's happening right now. Yeah. Versus like when I look at their check in, we can go a layer deeper. I can peel some things back. Yep. And I'm like, oh, like, do you notice when you do this, this thing happens, and like making new connections and stuff like that in terms of like, oh, I never thought that eating bad, you know, turkey would affect my motivation to train, right? Like making that correlation um, might not exist for some people right. devoid of the check-in. Right. Uh, my check-in's not much different. Uh, it's I don't use a Google form anymore because now that everything's in a spreadsheet and a new tab. But aside from that, we go over training, nutrition, recovery, work stress business. Yep. Things that we could be looking at that, you know, maybe cause stress in other areas of your life and right. thus, you know, it's going to stress you and straight training is a stress to be in with. So... Uh, aside from that, but like Loom videos every single week, if that's how we like to communicate, I even ask them, hey, if there's questions that we need to go deeper into, why don't you record yourself and put it into the Google Drive folder? Yep. Because everybody gets a shared folder. They all get multiple folders, resource folder, et cetera. And every single week, it's organized of like my feedback video to you. Great, saved. You can look at it whenever you need to in the future. There's sometimes a video from you. If you want to go over something that you just don't want to write out a paragraph inside your check-in, that's great. Right. Yeah. Uh, and those that do progress photos, we put them there. And we can see week over week how things have changed, mm. right? If that's what we're looking at for change. You do progress progress photos in your check-in? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mine's in mine's in a tracker. Yeah, it's it used to be, and okay. they used to use that same spreadsheet. Yep. And now they just plug them into week twelve, right? And they gotcha. just upload them instead of putting them into the cell of the sheet, and we can just refer back to it if we need to and, and for whatnot. But um, I think the biggest thing too is like if we need to go over certain questions and we need to jump on a call, we need to you need to text me during your session so that you're you're knowing that I'm looking at things on the same time frame. It's like as if I'm there, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. You know, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Right. Um if I see you sooner, then cool, I'll get your feedback. Yeah. But um especially with somebody who's having like some sort of like pain or like they're trying to navigate pain during an ex- a very specific exercise. Yeah. Um, those are ones that that for me it's like if I was organizing priorities for for people's training it's like yeah everybody's everybody's exercises are important to me mm-hmm. the ones that are like i just had this thing happen to me like that's getting the red the red label it's going to the front i want to see this sooner yeah um is is injuries and pain if, if that doesn't exist then it's like you don't necessarily need me to be right on it and the whole time mm-hmm. um but also like there's only so much we can do as somebody online um, for trying to help somebody in that situation. If it happens only during exercise, then it's like, versus if it was like, yeah, I was going for a run and like, I just like fell down a hill or slid, slid over a rock or something like that. It's like, this is going to be a little bit, this is going to be a little bit different than, uh, you know, I get anterior shoulder pain when I'm doing my chest press. Like yeah. that they're just going to be two different things. Like if there's actual trauma yeah, or tissue damage, like actual tissue damage, like well, yeah, we might just need that to heal. And maybe we do just find positions that don't yeah are, are less affected by that. Or are you relying on your shoulder joint to do something your scap should be doing? Right. For the chest press, right. For the chest press. falling down the hill. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> you didn't land properly. See, what you needed to do was retract your shoulder blades you as you fall. descended into the fall. <laughs> yeah. Lightsaber. <laughs> fall with style, please. Every right. time. Don't right. Just tumble. Dude, did I tell you about my, like, one time? So, okay. Very early in my training career, back when BOSU balls were popular. Oh, God. Did I tell you about this? This is a great story. Okay. I already know it. So, I'm taking over. Uh, so the club manager had a client. He's having me take over for this client. And he'd been having him do shit on BOSU balls. So basically all I did was take the program that the club manager was already doing, because I'm not trying to get fired, and do it with this 70-year-old man. He loves balance stuff. He loves yoga. And I hope you're doing well, um, Tom. And if you're hearing this, probably not. But uh, Tom, pref- I'm going to preface all this. Tom used to tell me like he'd fallen off of like his motorcycle. He's been like ejected from his motorcycle. He's fallen off of buildings and he's like, it's all about how you fall. Right. And so he's like, all you got to do is like this like little barrel roll thing. And it's like his arms a very specific way. Uh, I got now I'm going to tell you about the very unstable surface that I placed this 70 year old man on. And he's uh, now managed to fall. And it is the slowest fall I've ever seen in my life because it just felt like everything was moving slower. It's like, he's falling out like, fuck, I'm gonna lose my job. It's not like I can catch him. (laughs) He's he's going already. Right. But it was slow, but I was moving slow too. And then he just like, kind of like, boom, boom, just makes that perfect roll. Dude. It's like this fucking, I was like, dude, he gets up like nothing happened. And I was like sitting there like 
20 year old me just like he's not dead he didn't break a hip he like looks like he's like life alerts are for bitches right like literally just walks off like sessions over yeah so oh, I don't, awesome. don't remember why specifically i brought that up but oh gosh oh it was about falling appropriately <laughs> yeah yeah all i think is uh buzz lightyear just falling with style that's literally how he did oh god yeah that's awesome yeah I like, how, I like how 20 year old you wasn't like like the first thought was like oh no i'm gonna lose my job and then slow motion everything right <laughs> i'm he's gonna die i'm gonna lose my job i should have fucking i knew i shouldn't have put him on a bosu ball but dude he loved it yeah so yeah and with that i think uh that's probably gonna wrap today <laughs> yeah good chat Awesome. Uh, if you guys have any questions or anything, you know, feel free to check us out. Um, we have, uh, I'll include the Instagram uh, links and our website. And um, on there, you can find our emails and other ways to reach out to us. And uh, I'll plug uh, coaching superheroes in, in here as well. So you can find Tris specifically and uh, bother him. But <laughs> <laughs> awesome. yeah. All right, guys. Thank you.